0: Hashtag verse CV. It's week 165. At Morning Brew. All right. And put it on the screen briefly. And number three. 57% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. With inflation at a 40 year high, making ends meet is getting tough at all levels. Even the top earners are stretched thin. 30% of people making $250,000 or more are living paycheck to paycheck. With grocery and gas prices rising every month, expenses are going up and setting aside money has become harder and harder for many families to do. Even the cost of a 4th of July cookout is expected to be 17% higher this year. So if you're thinking about fresh butcher counter burgers, maybe think about some frozen bubble burgers. The problem with families struggling to afford their day-to-day lifestyle is that they are carrying high monthly credit card balances. Credit card balances have risen year over year, reaching $841 billion in the first three months of 2022. Seeing those credit card reports come in as part of what made Lending Club discover that 57% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. So, it probably connects in some way at least to the... Uh... The Great Resignation, um, as far as people's uh, financial struggle, possibly, statistically. But a lot of times, people, particularly with the struggle of this pandemic, not even people just quitting their jobs, but just struggling in general, some people were probably like, I can do bad all by myself. You know, and that could encourage people to uh, enter entrepreneurship, which is a beautiful thing. Again, that story, though, about the uh, top earners, the top 5%, i.e. 250,000 or more, uh, struggling in large numbers, 30%, one in every three. It's like, wow, that's... That reminded me of a story that I've read about a single mom who was making $300,000 a year and she was struggling with her finances. And it's like, that's so interesting because a a lot of times people, it, it, it comes down to keeping up with the Joneses and that's kind of a struggle for people to do. And I remember speaking with um, Gail some time ago uh, about getting a raise or something and needing to uh, up my apartment game or whatever. And she's like, no, no, no. Just because you make more money doesn't mean you have to spend more money. So I'm like, oh, I I know that's right. And I'm very much a spend thrift. At this point, so that uh, Gail is truly wise beyond her years, and um, yeah, I, I I'll say credit cards can be evil, in my honest opinion, and people are in debt and struggling with them. That's just It, it's unfortunate that we're at that place. We shouldn't be, but it uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's what it is often now. Anyway, um, next will be uh Chris and Marie went first. Last topic. Kevin. Yeah, I will say is
1: first, I guess finances, the issue and this is a proven fact. Um, pay, pay rates, not kept up with inflation since the seventies. Um, they, well, they were decent in the eighties, somewhat manageable in the nineties, but in the two thousands, I don't think it's realistic. Anymore, And I say that because really when I was 16, and this meant in the 90s, I was able, with a summer job, was able to save up money to buy my first car myself in cash. Can't do that no more.
2: And that's my opinion. All right, Chrissy Marie. I agree with you, Kevin. It's just not realistic. It's not realistic. Um, and I also agree with you, Aaron, as far as um the you know that whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. You know, um, it's important to be cost conservative, and I learned that when I became a single mother, you know, um, being cost conservative and budgeting, but it's still very difficult, um, with all kinds of bills. So if you don't create it. Like, so nobody teaches you about things like that, how to budget and, you know, um, how to, um, invest and, you know, things like that. They don't teach you about finances, um, where you live or they don't, you know, you don't become well-versed in it yourself it can be a struggle anyway. Um, and then, you know, adding, um, other responsibility on top of it, your, your rent or mortgage, or your, uh, any type of insurance that's, you know, supposed to be required for whatever your car note, all that stuff. And, um, and, and, uh, today, like, okay. So for example, my, my little, Volkswagen Jetta takes a 24, uh, takes a diesel (laughs) diesel fuel, which is over $6 a gallon. 620 is the cheap, like 619 is the cheapest. Um, uh, bottom line. And I've said this before, you can't live a ham uh, caviar lifestyle with, with hamburger money. And that's just the way the economy is going. Um, with, with overinflation. So, you know, if people who are making $300,000 are struggling, imagine what people who are impoverished are going through. It's just how, you know, it's just impossible to live comfortably, but simplicity is, is key. Gail's right about that. You don't really need a whole lot. You just need what you need. You know? Um, A luxury is just that. If you can't afford it, then don't go for that. Go for, you know, the economy. (laughs) The economic uh, choice. uh, If that's what it is. Because otherwise you won't be able to live Uh, within those means if you're living beyond your means. And that's what's in my mind after hearing that.
0: All right. And I will take a one minute and just say uh, you're absolutely right, Chrissy Marie. And yes, Kevin, as well. You're both right. And yeah, you, you... you don't have to spend it just because it's there. You you know, people talk playfully about the concept of money burning a hole in your pocket. And that that's true. You know, just because it's in your pocket doesn't mean that you have to take it out and spend it. I remember, uh, the beautiful Kanye West mm -hmm, talking about, um, in some Instagram video or whatever, he was like, I haven't touched cash in, like, over years. And I'm like, I know that's right, Kanye West. But anyway, yeah, and he's a billionaire, okay? But I, I wonder if cash will become a a thing that paupers use, us in the working class use cash cash like oh you use cash mm. okay anyway anyway uh does anybody else want one minute um yeah. go ahead.
1: i'm sorry um i just wanted to say um really part of the issue is and probably it's always been that people in general try to Keep up with the just to make a name for themselves, which I don't get. But yeah, that's just my opinion.
0: Chrissy Marie.
2: Yeah, Kevin, I agree with that. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a thrift shopper. I. Th- shop at the thrift store for myself um i'll accept hand-me-downs um you can find name brand and labels at the thrift store there's actually some high-end thrift stores where we live that are really nice and are affordable and uh if you're a creator anyway you can you can create your own style you don't have to you know um live up to somebody else's fashion sense you know, um, or look a certain type of way or create an, uh, create an image that you really can't financially, it's not within your budget to, to create. So, uh, if it's there, you like nice things and stuff, that's great. But, you know, there's always a thrifty way to, you know, put that together is without, you know, spending up all your money. Or, or 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 having your money burn a hole in your pocket so to speak.
0: Yeah. All right. And now we are up to topic 4 of our in my mind segment. And number four is... What song are you listening to, if you don't mind me asking? Um, nothing. I just hope that people don't fucking talk to me because I hate
2: everyone. So, thank you.
0: Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Good luck on your test. Thank you. Okay. So, I will say that, uh, honestly, that dude in the headphones reminds me of me. And sometimes I do prefer to be in my own world with my music particularly. And um I'm what I do now is, is I'll mostly just put it in one ear. Uh not only for safe uh did I start my time I did. Not only for safety purposes, but also in case my uh future husband is somewhere out there, and he calls to, he beckons to me, and I, I want to be able to hear him when he calls. I, anyways, so that's why I'll just do one, and um, for th- th- that, that's an interesting transition to say, for example. But um, this past weekend at an event for uh, burners out. Fat Burner's album release party for the uh, Island of Misfit Beats. It was a dope event. Fantastic. Absolutely. Fat Burner and Vigatron, And as I was going to the bathroom at this event, this dude, I don't know who he was. And he was possibly under the influence a little bit. But um, he, he was handsome. And he approached me in my walker as I was walking to the bathroom. And um, he's also probably hetero, but he's nice. He was nice. And I didn't miss that by being in my own world. You know, I I was in tune enough with the world around me to catch that. And that was a beautiful thing. And um, it had me feel good. And I'm not going to lie, like I, I talk about such things even on my personal YouTube page where I, <sighs> sometimes we, uh, sometimes those of us who are differently capable, shout out to our friend differently capable, sometimes those of us who are differently capable can potentially feel unlovable or not as worthy of outside forces, but it makes me, um, outside forces of love, but it makes me kind of think of um, Kevin Samuels talking about when women call in and they're like, I'm a PhD and I do dot, 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 you know, and I make this much and He's like, guys don't care about how much money a woman makes. And I, I I sometimes wonder, does that might that also connect to uh people in physical ability? Because I remember Ooh, yeah. my hetero best friend talking about how he dated a, a woman with uh, multiple sclerosis and um uh, I'll finish the story after in my one minute. Next, we will go to Chrissy Marie. So
2: I'm going to say in my mind that also that guy reminds me of myself as well. Uh, And I also tend to be in my own world. Um, I usually use music as, as a scapegoat to that special place, Um, and however, um, you know, I don't really keep earbuds in because I I need to be mindful of my surroundings because I live in the hood, (laughs) and I'm a woman, so... And I don't know if that always makes a difference, but a lot of the times it's a different experience. Um, but for the most part, even though I'm, I'm pretty um, sociable and all, um, very much uh, uh, value my solitude <laughs> and like to be left alone, if, you know, that's uh, an option. Um, but you just said something that, that, um, uh, I can't remember what you just said. It just slipped my mind. Um, you just said something, though, that, that, um, what, what did you, what was the last thing you just said, Aaron?
0: Uh, about my uh, heterosexual best friend dating the woman with multiple sclerosis diagnosis oh yeah
2: that at, yeah at the party and everything it, it was super lit it, I think you were the only sober person <laughs> I think you were the only sober person uh, and and that was definitely dope for that other Aaron to stop and let you know how amazing that is for you to get out and 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 socialize you know um Despite your differences, um, which doesn't make you less capable at all. And then I like the fact that you um, brought up Kevin Samuels and, and said what she said because how do you put a monetary value on your work as a woman? You know, if especially if a, a man doesn't really care about those things, you know, um, Some do though. Some care they care so much that (laughs) you got to be making what they're making or at least close to it. And they won't date you if you don't, or they don't think that you're capable to be a good partner for them if you don't. But um, that's really refreshing to hear actually. Um, As a woman who's not a gold digger and will work (laughs) and have, have had to, My entire life. So that's what's in my mind. All right. And Kevin?
1: Yeah, I will honestly say as a person that's been an introvert his entire life, even when I was like a toddler, I really wasn't dealing with people unless I had to. um And then, when it got to a point when I started working, and I got to the point, obviously, before multiple sclerosis, but at the point where I had employees and I had to talk. If it was just with them, it was fine and I tackled. Okay, um, yeah, I lost the signal for a minute, but, um, yeah, when it came to the point of public speaking, kind of found out I was able to do that, I don't really care for it, but I can do that, um, and, like, that's just, meaning the introvert is basically saying, you're not not extrovert, you're not putting yourself out there, drawing attention to yourself. And I don't either. So I'm quiet and I stay in the corner. That's just me.
0: Right. And I'll take a one minute. Yeah, so uh as far as so I I I think and this might be taking it uh, somewhere else a little bit, but I think sometimes those of us who are differently abled can be harder on ourselves and our situations than necessary, and can feel like, oh, you know, there, there's, we just aren't worthy in spite of the fact that we every, everyone's worthy. It's about making the right connection. Anyway, uh does anybody else want a one minute? Yes.
2: I was um I was thinking um uh when you said what you said, Kevin, it made it just reminded me that sometimes um people don't respect your focus and are only trying to distract you from your focus or your discipline. Like this is a college student, right? So he's just trying to get to a place where he can study and not be bothered on the way there. And that's okay. It's nothing negative about that. But that's what um that's another thing that I was thinking about when I heard that is like people just want to distract you to be nosy or, you know, just to be distracting or, you know, just not respecting um, your focus. So, you know, they just, you know, people can be quite intrusive without even realizing it. And, I mean, I've been guilty of that before. But, it's just something that um, People have to real- i guess realize on their own that they're they're doing that or be told directly
0: all right, Kevin, did you want one minute? No, I'm good, okay. So, oh, and by the way, that video came from at Greg Fisame, and that is spelled G R E G F I L S A I M E. At Greg Fisame. I love him.
2: He's incredibly funny. I really, really love his posts. And I, like, I. I don't know. I think I, I kind of lightweight stalk his page a little bit. Not stalk, but I admire it um, whenever I get the chance. Because he's incredibly funny, and I just love his content. I'm done.
0: You're absolutely correct, and he, he is... He's good. Very much. All right. And we are up to the uh, great tea section which is our musical closing, and we'll come back and have three minutes to talk about it. And topic number five. And the songs are, well, you'll see it's special.
2: It makes me want
0: So let me go ahead and credit these videos. The first one with Shirley Bassey came from At The Pop Addict. The second one with Tony Braxton came from At The Black Music Archive. The third one with Tina Moore is her name came from At Verse TV, V E R S T E A V, and the fourth one came from at NPR Music because it was Monica's tiny desk performance. Now, all right, and I will say that first of all, surely. Bassy is exceptional. And second, the Tony Braxton song, when I first saw that post, it reminded me of when I was in my 20s, uh, dating this dude who was also in his uh, 20s, two years, I think he was two years older than me. And um, he was fine, short, muscle bound brother who loved to wrestle, but. Um, he was also very strongly a Tony Braxton fan, and at that time, I had discovered or came across my new love for uh, Tina Moore. Now, technically, Tony Braxton's debut ah al- ah. I need to restart this timers. Tony Braxton's debut album came out in '93. And Tina Moore's debut album came out in ninety-five. And I was ten when Tony Braxton came out, but I didn't discover that I loved music until I was thirteen. And her singing style kind of changed, honestly, because I just did not get how he was like, Tony Braxton is better than Tina Moore. Or Tony Braxton can sing like Tina Moore. They're equal competition, and I just did not see it. But on that first album, which was again when I was ten, the year I turned ten, Kevin, you turned ten at the end of that year. But um, that album, that that was before. I, like I, I listened to music. I got it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't really love music. So I didn't really connect with it like that back then. But I now see through this video that it's like, oh, Toni Braxton, when she first came out, she was singing her butt off. I'll leave that at that. Maybe I'll put some more in the one minute. As far as Monica, um, her tiny dad, I, I, I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs by Monica. And um, yeah, I think it's cool how her Tiny Desk performance was like a more mellow, laid-back version of that song. And she did really well. I'll also give a shout-out, uh, my gay shout-out, is to her uh, pink heels when she turned around. Now, also, I'll say, as someone who used to sing in the choir, I know when, that, uh, when the person singing lead, turns around and faces you often, not always, but often somebody's getting wild out. Somebody's getting a, a, a little bit of, of struggle. And I, I tried so hard to look at Monica's face to see if she was upset turning around. But um, she... It was cool. It, it it was cool. And the positive stuff, I loved her uh her pink heels. And I'll also give shout out to um uh, Yolanda Adams, who's six foot one, and she still always makes sure to wear tall heels. I'm like, I know that's right. Anyway, tiny desk concerts are amazing. And next will be Kevin.
1: Okay, um yeah, and I'll say the two artists that really stood out to me was the two artists I became definitely, I guess you could even say enamored with as a kid being Tony Braxton and Monica. And with Tony Braxton, um I think the thing with her and, well, a lot of people in general didn't understand her singing style because she was singing with a more deeper tone than a lot of other women. And Tony even said herself that she was about to quit music but she got, I guess, uh, she got contacted by another female mm-hmm. artist that also loved Anita Baker. And Anita said to her, to, like, I guess, come the terms with your voice, accept it. And it's not bad at all. Um, and speaking of Monica, well, I've loved Monica from day one. So, yeah, um, really, she hasn't per se really come out with any. Well, I'll even say albums. She hasn't really come out with an album that I didn't like. Fully, but yeah, that is my opinion.
0: All right, and Chrissy Marie. So, I'm a huge
2: fan of both Tony Braxton and Monica as well. Um, I did, I never really gave uh Tina Moore a really good listen, and I did, I don't even know. Yeah, the other artists, but they're all very powerful singers and um, have power, powerful voices and they look fabulous and um, definitely the Pink Hills for me, for sure. Um, I was a teenager, I believe. I was about 12, maybe 12 or 13 when Monica's uh, debut album came out and I um, it, she was dope, you know. And of course, we were talking about Brandy earlier. I love me some her. Um, huge, huge Brandy fan. But um, those four ladies, and I, and I like the um, Tiny Desk performances too. They're they're really raw and uncut, and I love it. Um, that's all I have to say about that. They're all very beautiful and powerful, you know, their voices are powerful. Their styles are unique to, you know, to themselves. Uh, They have their own sound for sure, Uh, which is why they're all equally great in my mind. Nice. They're still going over here. They're still going. They're going to be going until tomorrow
0: yeah um <laughs> it, 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 if we're lucky it'll stop by then but yeah there's yeah. so many here i hope so but <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes i will take a one minute and say i i love the whole tiny desk thing because if I, i'm i might be mistaken but I think they developed it in response to um, COVID because it's like you couldn't have large groups of people. So they were like, oh, hey, let's do it this way and we'll make it instead of these big, huge artists who sell out arenas and stadiums, we'll have them come in and do a... Tiny desk performance, like at a library. And in the beginning, it was often like at a library, but that one was at Monica's house. Um, Shirley Bassey is uh, amazing, absolutely. And Shirley Bassey and Tina Moore. Tina Moore was an indie artist. Okay, I'm just gonna, because I, I didn't start my timer, but um, yeah. Anyway, anybody else wanna one minute? All oh, right, and now we are at the closing. And uh in closing, I'll just very quickly say uh Tina Moore is an it was an indie artist. And in spite of having an amazing, outstanding voice, that might've been part of the uh, struggle because back in the, anyway. But yeah, so we're at the closing, we're gonna give our names, where we can be found on social media and our residence location today. And I'm, I'll start and then I'll uh, close up, but I'm Aaron Mack. I can be found Aaron Mack, A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K, at BurstTV.com, berstea com. We're all over social media, hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B. Just Google it, we'll pop right up. Or you can even go to www.BurstTV.com. And next we'll go to Chrissy Marie.
2: Hey everyone, this is Chrissy Marie. And you can find me on IG at Chrissy Marie, uh, capital C, H R I S, capital S, capital E, capital E, capital M, A R I E. Or on Facebook at Christine Shields and uh, at Chrissy Marie at TV.com and Google and I am currently in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Nice. And Kevin.
1: Hi everybody, this is Kevin um a gay basic Complexity, the name is there somewhere. Um, I could be found on definitely uh, Instagram under basic complexity, spelled the exact same way um, B A -S S I C C O M P L E X I T Y. Um, so, yes, I'm definitely on Instagram. Also, um, on TikTok, but really under the same name, Basic Complexity. But I'm really only there to watch videos. And that's about it.
0: All right. And... I love my cat, you all, because my my cat just whenever there's a big scary creature in the apartment, she will um all i I do it just call her name and she'll come writing up and she'll be like, ah, she'll get it anyway, um yes, hashtag verse V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V, and Kevin, you did give your email, right? I'm sorry, I was watching my cat.
1: And Basic complexity um, uh, at this, huh? I'm sorry I didn't mention that, but thank you for reminding me. Um I could be found definitely on first tv.com, I think. Basic uh,
0: complexity at verse dot com. Thank you. All, All right. right. And this has been Hashtag Verse TV, Week 165. And we will see people love their fireworks. Yes, they do. We will see you all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And this coming weekend is a weekend for Weekend Tea. So we'll see you this coming weekend, too. Talk to y'all later, social media family. Peace. Hashtag Burst TV. Stay blessed. All right, good night. Good night, everyone. Hashtag Verse TV. It's Chrissy Marie. I'm Aaron Mack.
1: Kevin.
0: Hashtag Burst TV. Hashtag Burst TV. It's week 165.